You're listening to The Simple Truth with Pastor Dion Cordova of Truth Ministries Calvary Chapel. He said it was mind-blowing. In fact, Peter announced God gave the Gentiles exactly what he gave us, salvation and the Holy Spirit. That's pretty cool, right? And then Peter says, and it was out of my control. I couldn't control it. Peter said this. Everybody say it out loud. Don't put God in a box. He doesn't fit. In today's message, Pastor Dion talks about how Peter and the disciples shared the gospel to some of the most resilient groups of non-believers. At first, the disciples were worried that the people wouldn't listen to them. But when you think about it, that means that the disciples were doubting God himself because God was the one instructing them to share the word in the first place. It's easy to be scared of sharing the gospel with people if we think that they're going to be angry. But should we believe in people or in God? Now let's join Pastor Dion in the book of Acts, chapter 11, as he begins his message, Live Like Jesus. All right, well listen, the Bible is God's method of helping us be more like Jesus. And after all, that's why we're here, right? We want to be more like Jesus. And so the Bible is the method of God helping us to be more like Jesus. It's the reason we read it. It's the reason we study it. It's the reason that we apply it. So, let's open it. Let's open our Bibles to Acts chapter 11 so we can learn to be more like Jesus. Father, I pray right now as we've gathered together in your name, I pray that you would use your word to speak to our lives to help us to see Jesus, the person of Christ, and His attitude, His lifestyle, His character. Help us to see it, and Lord, help us to apply it to our own life so that we can be just like Jesus and live just like Him. I pray, Father, that You do that work this morning. In Jesus' name, Amen and Amen. Now guys, before Jesus died, and was resurrected. Before he died, Jesus revealed this to his disciples. It's this thing, everybody said out loud, what? God's eternal plan. So for three and a half years, Jesus walked with his disciples, and during that time, he revealed to them God's eternal plan. And the first part of that was the, how he was going to save fallen man. Man was sinful. Man, everyone is a sinner, fallen short of the glory of God. There is none righteous. No, not one. And so Jesus revealed to them His plan of salvation to save fallen man. The second thing Jesus revealed to His disciples before He died and went away is He revealed God's eternal plan, which is the second thing, to build His church. Say it out loud, what? To build His church. So He revealed how He was going to save fallen man. He revealed that He was going to build His church, build His family, His movement. Now guys, the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, 
Those are the Gospels. They record Jesus' life and ministry. They record His claims. They record His miracles. They record His sacrifice. And they record our salvation. It was in that sacrifice, and we just took communion, it was in that sacrifice that Jesus, He died for us. Amen. So He revealed all of that. So the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, are the history of our Savior and of our salvation. So when we go through Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, that's what we learn. We learn about our Savior, and we learn about the history of our salvation. Now then there's the book of Acts. Everybody said the what? The book of Acts. That's the sequel. That's what follows John. Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, and then the book of Acts. Well, guys, the book of Acts, the sequel, records Jesus building His church. The Gospels record Him, His ministry, His life, and His salvation. But the book of Acts records Him building His church, His family, His movement. The book of Acts is the history of the church. Everybody said the history of the what? The church. So if you've ever wondered where the idea of the church came from, It was Jesus' idea. It's Jesus' project. The church is the place that we learn about Jesus and become more like Him. Are you guys with me? All right, so that's the whole idea of the Gospels and the book of Acts where we're at. We're learning about the church. The church being the place where we learn more about Jesus so that we can be more like Him. Now, the way that we are saved and adopted into Jesus' church is through the preaching of the gospel. Did you guys get that? You understand that? That's the way we come to faith in Christ. That's the way we're adopted into His family or this thing called the church is through the preaching of the gospel. Hearing the good news about Jesus. In fact, listen to how the Apostle Paul explained it. In Romans chapter 1 and verse 16, he said, For I am not ashamed of this good news about Christ. Read this out loud with me. It is the power of God at work, saving everyone who believes. Alright, so, listen, this is the Jew first and also to the Greek. But the point is this, the point is that, hey, how do we get Saved? How do we come to this salvation that Jesus provided? How do we become part of the church that Jesus is building? By hearing and believing in God's Word in this message about Jesus. There's Romans chapter 10 and verse 13. It also says this, For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. But how can they call on Him to save them unless they believe in Him? And how can they believe in Him if they have not heard about Him? And how can they hear about Him unless someone tells them? And how will anyone go and tell them without being sent? So again, salvation and adoption into God's family or this church is about hearing the Gospel. That causes us to believe. And when we put our faith in Christ, we're adopted into God's family. So the only way to be saved and adopted into God's family is by believing the good news about Jesus. And so that's why Jesus commanded His disciples 
to go into all the world and spread the good news into all the world. Everybody said to what? The all the world. He said that's the only way they can be saved and be part of my family or the church. So I want you guys, this was you know, right after he died, go into all the world and was resurrected, go into all the world and preach the gospel. Well, after Jesus ascended to heaven, he was resurrected, ascended to heaven, the apostles, you know, Peter, James, John, Philip, and the rest of them, after Jesus ascended to heaven, the apostles saturated Jerusalem. Say that name out loud. What? Jerus- they saturated Jerusalem with the good news of Jesus. But they went no further. They went no further. Then some Christians ventured out of Jerusalem. There were some who finally did because of persecution. They ventured out of Jerusalem, but then they only shared the gospel with Jews. Everybody said, with who? So, so far, Jesus has told them, hey, listen, I want everyone to, the whole world to be a part of this. But these apostles, they only stayed in Jerusalem. A few, a few other people left Jerusalem, but they only preached them the, the, the message of Christ to Jews. They were keeping salvation exclusive to Jews only. But that wasn't right. Say it out loud. That wasn't right. Because we know this. For God so loved the world that He sent His only Son that whosoever believes in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. So, the apostles are staying in Jerusalem and only preaching to Jews. So, we read in the book of Acts that God arranged for Peter to preach to some non-Jews, some Gentiles. Everybody said to him, some what? And we remember we talked, said last week, because that's how the Jews felt about him. So God arranged for Peter, because they were only in Jerusalem, they were only preaching to Jews. He said, hey, listen, I want the whole world to hear this message. I want to save everybody. So he arranged for Peter to preach Jesus to some non-Jews. The way that it happened was a Roman centurion by the name of Cornelius was prompted by God to invite the apostle Peter to his home in Caesarea to explain to him how to be saved. So there's this Roman, the Bible said he was a good man, the Bible said that he believed in God, but he wasn't saved, didn't know how to be saved, because you can only be saved with Jesus. So God spoke to him in a vision and told him to call for Peter to come and tell him how to be saved. Well, Peter got the word that Cornelius was inviting him over, and Peter was apprehensive. You see, Jewish laws prohibited Jews to fraternize with Gentiles or non-Jews, right? But God spoke to Peter through a vision and commanded him to accept Cornelius' invite to preach at his house. So Peter, he made the journey over to Cornelius' home in Caesarea, a Gentile city, He entered Cornelius' house, a Gentile house. Everybody say, all right. 
Then Peter preached Jesus to a capacity crowd there because Cornelius had invited all of his family, all of his friends, some of his people in his unit. He invited his, his peers. He filled up his house to, so they could hear about Jesus. And so Peter preached to a capacity crowd there. And two minutes into Peter's sermon, they all believed and were filled with the Holy Spirit, just like the disciples, the Jewish disciples, in the upper room. That's a place to cheer right there. Peter's just preaching. He was apprehensive to go there. A bunch of Gentiles. He preaches the gospel. Two minutes into the sermon, all of a sudden, they all get exactly what these Jewish apostles got back in Jerusalem on the day of Pentecost. It was huge. It was a sign to Peter that God was including the Gentiles into the plan of salvation and into this thing called the church. It's really awesome. You know, all this time, Peter had excluded the Gentiles, had put up a door, a wall, but God just kicked it down. Now, Peter ended up staying there a few days with those Gentile believers in Cornelius' house. He was sharing and teaching them more about Jesus. And after his stay, Peter hurried back to Jerusalem. And when he got to Jerusalem, he ended up posting a sign on the walls of the Jerusalem church that read like this. This church needs no exercise program. Everyone gets enough exercise jumping to conclusions, flying off the handle, running down the boss, you know, knifing friends in the back, dodging responsibility, and pushing their luck. So Peter gets that there, and he starts posting this sign. He said, why would he post that sign? This is why. Instead of being complimented about what he had done and where he was, he got criticized. Look at 11, chapter 11, verse 1. Now the apostles and brethren who were in Judea heard that the Gentiles had also received the word of God. And when Peter came up to Jerusalem, those of the circumcision, all right, contended with him, Jews, those of the Jews contended with him, saying, you went into uncircumcised men and ate with them? Holy smokes! See, the Jewish religion, not the Bible, the Jewish religion prohibited Jews from associating with Gentiles, with non-Jews. See, the Bible, all, all it said was for Jews to not marry or to not partner in business with Gentiles. But they took it a step further. They said, oh no, we want nothing to do with Gentiles. In fact, the Jews considered Gentiles to be the scum of the earth. They consider them to be fodder for the fires of hell. And so the Jewish believers in Jerusalem protested. They said, Peter crossed the line, opening the door of salvation to the Gentiles. Get that loco, Peter. What's wrong with you? I mean, that's like inviting a bunch of lepers over to play Twister. You know what I'm saying? That's just dumb. It's like inviting ISIS over for Shabbat. You just don't do stuff like that, Peter. What's wrong with you? In fact, the, these Jerusalem guys even threatened. 
You're the one that's pushing your luck, Peter, coming over here wearing your red lobster t-shirt and smelling like chicharrones, you know, expecting an applause. Well, we'll give you a hand, a handful of rocks, you traitor. That's what we'll give you. Everybody say, yikes. That's when Peter said, wait a minute. He said, God did this. Everybody said out loud. He said, what? God. <laughs> Wait a minute. Put your rocks down. Chill. Look at your neighbor and say, chill. He said, God. Peter said, God did this. Yes, Peter said, I accompanied the messengers to the Gentile city. Yes, I entered the Gentiles' home. Yes, I shared the gospel. But then God took over. That's what Peter's telling him. And look at your neighbor and say, God took over. In fact, here's exactly what Peter told them. But Peter explained it to them in order from the beginning, saying, I was in the city of Joppa praying, and in a trance I saw a vision, an, uh, an uh, object descending like a great sheet let down from heaven by the four corners, and it came to me. When I observed it intently and considered, I saw four-footed animals of the earth, wild beasts, creeping things, and birds of the air, all unclean animals. And I heard a voice saying to me, Rise, Peter, kill and eat. But I said, Not so, Lord, for nothing common or unclean has at any time entered my mouth. But the voice answered me again from heaven, What God has cleansed, you must not call common. Now this was done three times. And all were drawn up again into heaven. At that very moment, three men stood before the house where I was, having been sent to me from Caesarea. Then the Spirit told me to go with them, doubting nothing. Moreover, these six brethren accompanied me, and we entered the man's house. And he told us how he had seen an angel standing in his house, who said to him, Send men to Joppa, and call for Simon, whose surname is Peter." who will tell you words by which you and all your household will be saved. And as I began to speak, Peter said, the Holy Spirit fell upon them, as upon us at the beginning. Then I remembered the word of the Lord and how he said, John indeed baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit. If therefore God gave them the same gift as he gave us when we believed on the Lord Jesus Christ, who was I that I could withstand God? That's pretty cool, isn't it? So they give Peter the what for. They bring him out on the carpet and they make him give an explanation. Peter told the church what happened in Caesarea. And he said what happened out there was mind-blowing. Everybody go, Phew! right? He said it was mind-blowing. In fact, Peter announced God gave the Gentiles exactly what he gave us salvation and the holy spirit that's pretty cool right and then peter says it was out of my control i couldn't control it peter said this everybody said out loud don't put god in a box he doesn't fit so peter stood there and told them hey listen guys this is what God did. It was mind-blowing. He gave them exactly what He gave us Jews. He gave them salvation and the Holy Spirit. So, here's the bottom line. You can't put God in a box. Look at your neighbor and tell him that. You can't put God in a box. Don't put Him in a box. Did you know that there are many Bible characters who are a lot like us? Control freaks. 
that try to tell God what he can and cannot do. Try to tell him who he can and whom he cannot save. You know, like they know better. You know, because sometimes you have the tendency of doing that. Oh, no, they're too far gone. Oh, no, just, you know, why even bother? Right? Oh, you know, they're too hard-hearted. Oh, no, God, God could, I mean, God might be able to do this, but not that. There are people like that, and a lot of them in the Bible. Abraham told God that his 90-year-old wife was too old to conceive a child. I, I, you know, God, I, I thank you and everything, but... Moses told God that Pharaoh wouldn't let his people go. I know you want me to go over there and say, let my people go and everything, but he's just not going to do it. Ten spies told God there was no way that they could conquer the promised land. Gideon told God 300 men was too few to win a war against an innumerable army. Jonah told God that the Assyrians of Nineveh, they were beyond salvation. Uh, you know, just they're at the point of no return. God, let, just don't let it die. The Virgin Mary told God that it's impossible to get pregnant without a man. The disciples told God that a little boy's lunch will not feed 5,000 people. The Jewish believers here in our story told God salvation is only for the Jews. But God proved to all of them that he won't be leashed or limited. In fact, listen to how God explained it to the Old Testament prophet Isaiah in Isaiah chapter 55. God said, This plan of mine is not what you would work out, neither my thoughts the same as yours. For just as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than yours, and my thoughts higher than yours. Oh yeah, so we might, uh, God, we might have an opinion, we might want to chime in and tell God what we think, but God says, hey, my ways are higher than your ways, and my thoughts are higher than your thoughts. Isn't that awesome? God doesn't fit in a box. Say it out loud again. God doesn't fit in a box. God is bigger and higher than religion, tradition. God is higher and bigger than politics or philosophy. God is bigger and higher than all of those things. And this might be an eye-opener for some of you, but God is neither Jew nor Gentile. He is neither Catholic nor Protestant. He is neither Republican or Democrat. God is neither, you know, for the Milwaukee Bucks or the Golden State Warriors, all right? God is about His business. He chooses His own agenda. He maps out His own plan. He, you know, He writes His own narrative. He doesn't need permission or approval from anyone. In fact, Psalm 115.3 says this, read it with me. God rules from the heavens and does whatever He wants. But wait a minute. And He wanted to save Gentiles. He wanted them in His family. Look at your neighbor and smile. Yeah, give him a profile pic, would you? Because that's what God was after. Your profile pic in His family. As we cling to the
This has been another edition of The Simple Truth. Thanks for tuning in. Jesus changed history, and when he changed history, he changed the world. Throughout the book of Acts, we get a glimpse into the early church and just how much Jesus' life impacted those around him. Jesus showed humankind not only how to live and love, but how to spread the love of the Father to the world. Here at The Simple Truth, we pray that you learn to live and love just as Jesus did. And once you do that, we pray that you share his love with the world, just as the disciples did. We're so glad that you tuned in today for Pastor Dion's teaching in the book of Acts. We'd like to encourage you to spend even more time studying the Word, learning about Jesus' life in the New Testament books. And we'd love to pray for you during this season as well. So please let us know how we can specifically be lifting you up to the Lord. Give us a call at 505-753-4363. That's 505-753-4363. Do you live in the Española area? If so, come visit us at Truth Ministries Calvary Chapel on Sundays and Wednesdays for a time of worship, Bible study, and fellowship. Find out more and get directions to the church by visiting tmcalvary.com. If you can't make it in person, we invite you to join us virtually through Facebook, where we live stream all of our services. Just follow the link to Facebook that you'll find at tmcalvary.com. Thanks for tuning in today, and be sure to join us again next time, right here on The Simple Truth. You're the one that we proclaim. We'll be fools for you as you work in us. May your power show in the deeds we sow. Let us join our hands, and together we stand. Together.